Hello, everyone. Welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How's your 2020 been so far, Chris? It's good. My perspective on life, Mike? Never been clearer. Oh, really, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's like I got 2020 vision. Oh, there you yeah, go. You said you were going to make that I, terrible I'm, pun. I'm, and I'm making it right away. Getting it out of the way. In the first 30 seconds of the yes. podcast, yes, you got it done. Right. Well, Absolutely. I'm, Absolutely. I've almost forgotten what you looked like, Mike. It's a good thing my eyesight is 2020. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit that one out. Uh, no, but yeah, no, it's, it's a brand new year. And it's already a crazy one because what the hell? Like, uh, <laughs> the world is ending apparently everywhere you look between... The crazy fire situation in in Australia and World War Three happening because some dude decided he didn't want to go to jail. That's right. Yeah, Gotta so waggle that political dick just a little bit. Do you remember the movie Wag the Dog? I know of the movie, but I've never watched it. I've seen it, and it's basically like the president gets in trouble, so they make up a fake war to get out of it. Well, it's like Trump was like, "I saw that movie, but he missed the point that it was a fake war." <laughs> you know. Yeah. Have you ever seen the subreddit Trump criticizes Trump? Trump criticizes Trump is amazing. It it is, and he literally has a tweet for everything. Yeah, it, it's it's stunning. Even the Iran thing, like of course, word for word, what's going on? Yeah, it's a good time. It's a real yeah. good time. But, but but this is not a political podcast. No, right? it's definitely not. It's, it's 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 a podcast designed to be fun, and you know, let's have some fun. So why not? Let's have some fun and talk about. What we did while we were off, because we, we went pretty pretty hardcore. We went just over a year and a half before we took a break, and then we took a two-week break. And you know what? I, I don't know about you, but I found that uh, I didn't know what day it was half the time, because uh, when it comes to the podcast, I kind of set my watch to it. Whether uh, Oh, do you? <laughs> well, whether I meant to or not, because I mean, Monday's always podcast record day. Tuesday's the, the simple edit, and then Wednesday's the big edit. And then Thursday's the day the episode posts. So without any of those touchstones happening, I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no clue half the time. Like, well, I mean, it didn't help that going back to work on a Thursday, it was like, oh, I got to do the podcast. No, it's Thursday. You know, like just stuff like yeah. that. It, was, it, it, it was, makes it tough. It makes it tough. But the break was nice. Mm -hmm. I uh, I found that I don't know about you, but our Christmas holidays are generally fairly busy. Of mm. course, this year was a little bit lighter. But you know, usually you're at one party and then the next party, and then you know, go to the family thing here and New Year's Eve, and yeah, it's just it's swamped. And the next thing you know, you're kind of excited to go back to work so you can get a break from your holiday, mm -hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. What kind of stuff did you get up to on your uh, your holiday break? Well, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this small fledgling company, IKEA, but I uh, I think I've personally put them in the black this year for oh. <laughs> <laughs> for their profits and everything. You took we advantage have, of the Boxing Day sales they had. There? Yeah, we finally decided to pull. Well, I don't want to say pull the trigger. We've been we've been wanting to do this stuff forever, and we just haven't done it, but. Uh, we finally bought a bunch of stuff for our living room, and we we're finally redoing the office. Not that you can see through our little webcam thing here, but we got uh, new desks, and it's going to be completely redone, like in terms of our computer setups and that whole thing. Did you have 
a better storage solution for your office there's not just an old desk chair covered in boxes because that's what I see behind you in the background. <laughs> yes, yes, there is much better stuff. You know, it's funny. This is the one room we wanted to get done right away because obviously I spent a ton of time in here and so does Tiff. And here we are, you know, two and a half years after we moved in, finally getting to it. <laughs> so it's always been a bit of a wreck since day one. So I'm, I'm very excited and very happy to have that done. Excellent. And, yeah, and I said, like, the living room, we got a bunch of bookshelves and stuff, so now we look like we got one adult room left in this house. <laughs> just just one? Just one. The rest are kids' playrooms. Every of course. single one. <laughs> of course. No, I, I I completely can understand that there. Uh, the, the few people that we did see over Christmas break, there was a lot of, you'll have to excuse us, we have a child uh, going on. But there there was also a lot of, you'll have to excuse us, we're sick going on over at, our, at the Laidman household. Things just didn't go as planned over the over the Christmas break. William had two ear infections. Oh, damn. Yes, one in each ear. Not two in one ear. That would have been just wacky. <laughs> Double up on the ear infection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. One in each ear. I, I think this also happened to you, but... I, so from the sounds of it, your your brush with this was a little more successful than mine was, but... We ended up taking William to McMaster. Okay. One night, night during during the, the the break, which again really solidifies for me why we do the extra life for McMaster Children's Hospital because it's there for us when we need it, and 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 being there that close to Christmas and seeing so many people and their kids there, it's just like this is clearly an important place to a lot of people and their families so that was a nice solidification for me that that's why we do extra life and that's yeah, why we're gonna so do it again this year too that's right it's nice to see what it exactly is you're supporting right you know it's one thing to look at you know the various other charities and that kind of stuff because yeah you know they're doing good things but you you've never really experienced like the receiving end of it but certainly yeah with the mac kids stuff you know we've we've taken full advantage full advantage that's one way to put it <laughs> yeah that's right but i don't i don't know how how it was for you but I, we were there for about six hours and we watched a lot of christmas movies because they were all playing on the screens there okay so we watched the grinch and then and this is the jim carrey grinch not the new grinch we watched the grinch and then we watched shrek the halls Oh, I've never seen that one. Yeah, well, it's obviously it's the Shrek yeah, it's Christmas Shrek movie, movie. Yeah, and then we watched the uh, Arthur Christmas. Oh, which I'd never seen before, and like obviously, you're in the hospital, so it's kind of like a loud place, and they didn't even have the sound up, so I kind of had to just sort of figure it out as we went, and it was pretty funny because we watched like the opening twenty minutes of the movie and had a whole discussion about like, okay, based on what I'm seeing, this is what I think is happening, and then we looked up the plot, and that was exactly the plot of the movie, <laughs> <laughs> just like just just from what we saw in like the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. But there was one thing about that movie that I really have to pick a bone with, and and it's it's just like. It's a silly kids Christmas movie, but I have to draw a line somewhere with what I think is right and what I think is wrong. Okay. So, uh, you've never seen Arthur Christmas, correct? No, I have not, no. So, the interesting thing about what they've done with, with Arthur Christmas is it's there's the modernized Santa operation, and all of the elves 
act like ninjas. Like they all have like stealth gear and they like hang down from ropes and they have night vision goggles and all the latest tech to help sure, them absolutely. To, to put the presence out for, for Santa and such. So one of the things that they show is they go up to a little girl who's asleep and they scan her with a device and she is 72% good. So they fill her <laughs> stocking with 72% candy. Oh, damn. It's, yeah. a, it's This is a very direct performance review. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. But then one of the elves goes to another house and there's a kid and they scan him and he's 52% good, which, which according to the meter is like not good enough to get candy. So the elf looks at him, feels bad, scans himself, and gets like ninety percent good, and then fills the stocking up. The kids oh. who the kids who's a shit gets way more candy than the girl who actually attempted to be good. Is that that's that whole like nice guys finish last kind of thing right there? <laughs> Not impressed. Not impressed with the elf movie. Just Man, you know what the problem with watching movies at the hospital is? This is not related to Ben's visit, but right. uh, Tiff, Tiff was there when, you know, pre-Ben stuff. And I remember being in the waiting room waiting for her to wake back up from her surgery and stuff. And I was like three quarters of the way done through a movie that I was watching. Mm-hmm. And then the do- nurse came in. It's like, oh, she's awake. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like there's like 15 minutes left. <laughs> I don't give a shit that it's the ant bully. I want to know what's going on. Yeah, I, I need to know. Tiff can wait. Just put her back down for another 15 minutes or something like that. But uh, yes. So so William had the, the double ear infection. How do you know? Like, is there a sign? Like, you can look at the ear and they're bright red or something well, we, like we that? Well, we had no idea. We just thought he was, like, he had a really bad, because he was coughing a lot. And he was, like, the day we took him, he he fell asleep. And when he woke up from his nap, his eyes were, like, all gooed shut with boogers. Right, okay. And and I was like, uh... Like sinus that's, infection or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's just he rubbed boogers in his eyes. And Laura's like, I'm pretty sure that's pink eye, you know? And I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll go and we'll find out. But that's, I guess it was just boogers because it wasn't pink eye. He didn't have pink eye. Yeah. But when they, they checked him out, they, they checked out his ears and they're like, oh, he's got an ear infection. And we're like, oh, really? And they're like, actually, he's got two ear infections. And we're like, oh. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Oh, damn. Did they tell you, like, stuff to look for in the future or anything like that? Or is it pretty much he's feeling bad, you know, roll the dice and get him checked out kind of deal? Basically. Basically. Like, there was no, like, here's the signs of an ear infection, at least that I can remember. I mean, we were there for six hours. I was a little tired. Somebody might have said something to that effect, but I definitely do not recall that. Right. Okay. So don't don't turn to this podcast <laughs> if you want any help with ear infections. Apparently not. No, yeah, we are yeah. not ear infection experts. No. But what I can tell you about ear infections is that they are treated with antibiotics. And antibiotics were a lot of fun to give William because didn't think of this until a few days into it. Antibiotics change how food tastes and it really affects your appetite. And we didn't figure that out. Oh, do they really? I had no idea that it changed how it tasted. Yeah, and we found that out very quickly when William decided to not eat anything that we gave to him for like three days. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fun for trial and error trying to figure out what the hell he was going to eat because he was not eating much of anything. Really, eh? Yeah. So uh, we we had to 
just basically trial and error, see what it would be he would eat. One day, like, I, I, I went to the store and I bought him Cheerios because I'm like, Cheerios are bland. Maybe he'll like Cheerios. And he loved them for one meal and then he hated them. Like, it was just like, right, okay, what? yeah. what's happening? Thankfully, what ended up happening is we took him to daycare. He was finally feeling well enough to go to daycare. And and this was after we'd missed all of our Christmas parties and stuff. Like, we missed we missed Christmas with Laura's family. We missed Christmas with my family. We did a makeup day with both of our families. It was like, hey, let's you get to see your grandson for an hour and then you have to leave kind of a thing. Right, yeah. And so eventually he ended up going to daycare because he was doing well enough. Like the, the antibiotics was actually really working. So we go there. I drop him off and I give them his antibiotics. And, and they took they gave him his antibiotics at daycare, which was good to know. But I had a, a like a box of food that was like, here's the only thing he's ate for the last three days. So it was like sweet potatoes and like French fries. Because I don't know what it is. He loves French fries. Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't even French fries. <laughs> it wasn't even French fries. It was, it was tater tots. He likes tater tots. Oh, okay. So yep. it was tater tots, sweet potato. So double potato. And then like, um, oh God, there was a protein. It was like, I, I say it was, I want to say it was Gardein, but it wasn't Gardein because he stopped liking that pretty quick too. There was something else that he was like, I'll actually eat this. But, oh, it's tofu. It was tofu. He would eat tofu. Oh, but we okay. had to cut it up very small for him to actually eat it, like very tiny cubes. So we gave them that and asked, you know, hey, if, if, he, if he doesn't want to eat anything you give him, give him this. And they're like, okay, great. So we show up that day and I'm like, so did he end up using the, st- the stuff that we gave him? And they're like, no, we didn't. We gave him pancakes and he, and he loved pancakes. So out of nowhere, we made pancakes for William. Pancake devouring machine. <laughs> that's good that's good to, that's the go-to sick food then i guess yeah yeah so we like all of a sudden we're like let's get him let's get him pancakes and and we've been feeding him basically pancakes he's had at least two pancakes every day since and he's loving it so as far as like the pickiness in the food and stuff goes once he was done his his antibiotics course did the taste immediately come back it seems like it was fairly quick because he's definitely back to the, being his old self. Like, he eats everything again the same. Yeah. He had he was on the antibiotics for 10 days. We had to have him three times a day. And it was so weird because we had this, like, moment where it was like, oh, he loves this. And then it was like, oh, he hates this. Yeah. And he fights us every tooth and nail to have it. And we couldn't figure out what it was, why, why we were having such an issue. And after, like, day six, we finally figured it out. It's that we were holding his arms so that he wouldn't grab the 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 soother, not the soother, the, the syringe. syringe. Because yeah. we have to, like, syringe it into his mouth. Sure, yeah. So, we were grabbing his hands because he was trying to pull the syringe out of his mouth. And that's why he was upset. It wasn't because he didn't like the taste of the syringe. So, it was like, once we figured that out, it was super easy. But it was, like, almost the end of, of us having to give it to him after we'd been fighting with him for, like... <laughs> when you clue in, yeah. I, I know I, I know. Ben has gotten to the point when he's eating where he must feed himself now. So, if there is a spoon, he must be the one to spoon it into his mouth. Kind of like William's pancakes. He loves oatmeal and stuff for breakfast. 
but if you try to give it to him, he will refuse, like outright push you away, don't want anything, put the spoon down, he takes it, just starts shoveling it in. So he's <laughs> just Mr. Independent. So maybe that's, uh, William is starting to go through that sort of thing. Maybe, too. but like he would, he would actually take it if you just put it in his mouth and, and, you know, a little bit at a time, use the syringe. But if you held his arms and tried to do it, he'd be like, no, no. Like, it's <laughs> like, I was like, I was trying to murder him. It was crazy. Right. But. So then on top of that, William's sick, and we're fighting with William to make sure he's doing okay. And Laura has been sick since, because William got sick when we took him into daycare, like immediately. And I'm sure you had the same thing happen to you with Ben, like as soon as he hit daycare, it was, he, was, he was sick. So basically, William and Laura have been sick since he's gone to daycare. And Laura, we actually are under the impression that she had a cold- and then had pneumonia, and now has a cold again. Oh, damn. Pneumonia. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, well, Laura gets pneumonia like like it rains. You know, I don't oh, know what okay. it is. You know? so not she, a big deal then. <laughs> it, it is. But at the same time, Laura just tends to get pneumonia once or, once every 18 months or so, which is oh, like, okay. surprise. Okay. Yeah, it's, whatever. But her pneumonia is, is better because she was on antibiotics too. But she's just sick again. And, and she's like... All, coughing constantly all the time so neither of us are sleeping because she's keeping me up so it was funny because i lost all that weight and and because of that i was like not sick ever for a very long time and then when laura got pneumonia and started coughing at night i couldn't sleep and then i finally got sick so now all of us are sick and it's just like this household of misery like our, our new year's was like okay I'm going to bed at 10, and that was our New Year's. Like, <laughs> It's funny. I was talking to one of my buddies at work about it. He's got two kids, and he said basically for the first five months after they started daycare, the whole family was sick constantly. It was just a, a circular thing. I mean, and, and that's why we took uh, Ben to the hospital, too, was the same thing, is he had gotten a cold pretty much immediately as, he, as soon as he started going to daycare. And then he got another cold and another cold uh, to the point where he's getting like really deep, like bronchial coughs and stuff. Yeah. So his regular doctor put him on a puffer just to sort of clear it out because they basically said that his lungs haven't had a chance to recover ever or not ever, but like over the last like two, three months. And so the puffer cleared that up. And the reason we went to the hospital was the cough came back. Mm -hmm. um, but as it turns out, now he just shook the cold and got a uh, like a viral infection <laughs> instead, and then or sorry, just a virus, and then, so he had to just work through that, and then he was fine. So you know, we went; it was we thought it was one thing, and it turned out to be something else. But yeah, it's just funny how they just back to back to back to back get these illnesses. Well, that was the thing. Like when we went into the the hospital, I had heard this whole thing where it was like, oh yeah, we went in, and you guys went in. And basically, we're told he's got to work through it. Like, there's not really anything they can do. Yeah. And, and I'm like, are we going to waste our time and be there all night and 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 do it? And then he had, like, the weird goop eyes. And it was like, okay, maybe it won't be the same thing. Yeah. And, and then we went. And sure enough, it turned out it wasn't the same thing. And it was good that we went. So... I don't know. It was, it was an odd thing where it was really like we were, we were just sitting there questioning, do we go? Because if we, we go... We might be there for four hours and find out we can't do anything and go home. But we were there for six hours and found out we could do something, and it was good. Yeah, so. it made it worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, we had the exact same debate. It's like, do we take him? 
you know, I don't know. And, and honestly, the only reason we did was because he was doing the puffer stuff and it turned out to be unrelated. So I think if it was any other situation, we would have just left it. I guess that's what parenting is, Mike, taking care of those darn kids. Yeah. And then afterwards, once you do it, you're like, we made a good decision. You know, like, <laughs> it's a good thing we did that. You know? Yes, just, yes, exactly. Uh, Give yourself day. the dad of the year award right there. <laughs> <laughs> Reward yourself with a fun trip to out and about on Boxing Day. Yeah. Did you, you do anything to- fun? On Boxing Day? Yeah, yeah. Um, no. No. Well, I think we did something. But I don't remember. We, our our Christmas things were just Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But as far as shopping went, I don't think we did. I know Tiff went Boxing Day shopping for like at Old Navy or something like that. But I'm not much of a big shopper. And I had treated myself to a computer earlier in the year. And right. I don't need, I don't need much, Mike, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't buy anything on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Just because I did my Boxing Day shopping on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you know, you know how it is, right? Like, yeah. all of these sales are so early now. There was kind of one or two things that I didn't ask for for Christmas. And it was like, I know I'm not going to get these. Right. I, I don't want to wait. Because one of the things I bought was a game that I was going to buy myself on Black Friday. And then Laura said, like, hey... My sister wants something to get you for Christmas. Like, what's a good thing that's a, you know, a good price? And I'm like, uh, get, get this. And I told her the thing that I was going to buy myself on Black Friday. And, but it was, it was that thing where it was like, oh yeah, all the Black Friday sales start on Thursday now. You know, like that whole thing. So she's like, oh, okay, I'll buy it on Black Friday. And of course it had sold out entirely by Black Friday, even though it was Thursday that I had told her what to grab. So I was like, well, nobody, I know she's the only person I told to get it for me for Christmas. And I know for a fact, she didn't get it for me for Christmas. So I'm going to get it on boxing day. If it's the same price. And sure enough, the on Christmas Eve, the deals went live and it was the same price. And I'm like, yep, nobody else knows that I want this. I'm getting it for myself. Nice. And I got and that. What was this mystery gift, Mike? Well, it was a video game called bloodstained ritual of the night. Oh, sounds Sounds child friendly. <laughs> well, doesn't it though? It sounds worse than it is. Like it definitely yeah. sounds like the kind of game that in nineteen ninety your parents would be like, What is this game? You know, and and, and there's like court hearings about exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. It's on the on NBC News every single night. Yeah. Yes, but but Bloodstained is a spiritual successor to Castlevania. So it's it's basically, you know, walking around shooting skeleton people with a whip. It's the guy who got, like, really famous. Like, you know, Castlevania Symphony of the Night? Yeah. Like, you may not have ever played it, but you know that Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of the Castlevania games that people talk about, right? Yes. Well, the guy who was in charge of that game and all of the popular Castlevania games that came afterwards doesn't work at the company that makes Castlevania games anymore. And that company apparently just refuses to make Castlevania games. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a game. And he kickstarted it and everything. And he called it Bloodstained. So despite the fact that it sounds like Murder, Murder Mansion, it's like, you know, oh, I was a kooky skeleton throwing throwing skeleton bones at (laughs) me. I'm going to whip it. You know, that kind of thing. Like some of the enemies are like porgs. Like I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Like So. Well, that's good. Did William clean up at Christmas this year? 
Oh, he definitely did. Yeah, Which okay. leads me to, to talk about one item that, that we both gave our kids for Christmas. Because I actually almost blurted this out on the podcast once. And then you reminded me that someone who listens to the podcast was getting it as a gift. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, That's right. So I shut up and edited that bit out of the show. <laughs> but uh, the food truck. We all got the food truck for our babies. Yes, we sure did. And did William like his... He loves it. He loves the food truck. Now, I, I don't know if this happened to you. Maybe it's just a special building feature of my food truck. So it's it's essentially a Fisher Price food truck. If if you know those those sets, those kitchen sets that they make for kids, you know what we're talking about. It's one of those, but it looks like a food truck instead of looking like a kitchen. Yeah, let's summarize it very nicely. Yeah. So. One of the things I noticed about it was there's a button on the cast register that is a musical note. And I don't know if it's the same with yours, but you have to press that thing like a mother for it to actually make any noise. Oh, it must be yours. I think ours plays just like a regular touch sort of deal. Yeah, no, you have to like really hammer on that thing to make it actually play any music on on ours <laughs> maybe it's for maybe it's for the best though so you don't hear the same little jingle every five minutes maybe we thought it was broken like we thought the bu- our just button didn't work and then laura actually pushed it hard enough to make it register once right so it was, it was kind of funny we're like oh actually this works you know like we we were very surprised all of a sudden that it actually did something but yeah well, that's good. Yes, uh, Ben liked his. He was very excited to get it on Christmas morning and then promptly started to use it as a climbing tool because he he has been all about climbing. So, he immediately hops up on the counter and starts, like, trying to climb all over this thing. And it's like, maybe we got the wrong gift. <laughs> we should have gotten him, like, a jungle gym or something like that. Apparently. But he does he does play with it now and then in its intended fashion. William is a big fan of, I, I don't know why, but you know how it comes with these little menu cards that you put into the cash register and it's like, it's a taco or something like yes, that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He takes those and he runs away with them and like puts them in his mouth and like runs around and, and like stacks them and puts them on shelves. William's a big fan of stacking. So he really likes to stack these menus. I don't know why. Like I'll, I'll take the menus and I'll put them back on their space on the on the wall because there's like a little s- section that you're supposed to put them and he just runs over and he takes them off and he runs away with them so he's a really big fan of those like he still plays with like the burger and stuff and and he really likes to put his hand on the grill which is like that's not safe you know like but the that's- grill plays a delightful like sizzling noise <laughs> yes yes and it will be the noise that he hears when he sticks his hand on a real grill at yeah, some point exactly. well you gotta teach him it's hot of course, but yeah. currently he's not learning that it's hot. He's <laughs> like colors and sounds. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. He managed to to not injure himself with a, with a spatula. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's better than my kid. My kid injures himself constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ben has fallen off the couch like a half dozen times over the last two weeks because of his climbing obsession. So he... This is the fun game that he's invented, Mike. I, I know we're getting off topic about Christmas stuff, but he will climb up on the couch, stand up on the couch, which I'm okay with the standing on the couch, but then he decides to sprint across from one side to the other, and inevitably a foot gets caught between the pillows, and then he falls, tumbles, and rolls off the couch, you know, and, and inevitably bangs his head on the floor. So we're trying to teach him this is not a fun game. And we figured after like the first or second fall, he'd probably 
also realize that, but no, he just keeps going. <laughs> he just keeps running and keeps playing. Good times. Yes. I mean, at least he's having fun, you know? Yes, that's right. But he did get a bunch of new toys this year. I mean, obviously, Tiff's got, I guess there's six of them, like brothers and sisters and stuff all together. So we, as far as like the adults go, we only do like a secret Santa between each of us, but all of us buy gifts for all the kids and stuff. So he got a ton of presents. Um, And I think he, by the end of it, he started to realize that, you know, this this box with the paper coming out of it or whatever is, you know, a, a fun gift for me. Because certainly at first he would open up one, see it's a new train set or something like that, and then run away with it. And just that's all he wanted to do. And like, oh, look, you have like 18 more presents. He's like, well, that's that's fine. Just leave them there. I, I've got this train set. I don't need them anymore. But I don't know if, if William was the same way at all, if he kind of started cluing in as to what was going on. Not at all. Not at all. He didn't even, he wasn't even a big fan of unwrapping the presents. Like we'd start them for him and he'd be like, hmm. And you know, he just kind of <laughs> shove it. Like get this he shit out of here. He, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know. Like he didn't know. He never unwrapped anything. Like I thought that would be the thing that he did the most was he just tore everything up. And then it was like you said, like he, he liked the first thing and then. You know, it'd be like, oh, here's another thing. And he'd be like, eh, I have the first thing. <laughs> like, like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does play with all the toys he got, but he just, at the moment, he was infatuated the first thing he got, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, like, Ben plays with all of his toys now, too. But yeah, it was definitely, well, I've got this. I don't need anything else now, right? Did you find this year that Christmas was distinctly not about you anymore? Oh, like and not not that you know previous years have been about you. I mean, we're thirty five years old. You know, we're not we're no longer kids in our jammies running down to the Christmas tree. But yes, you know, everybody was still kind of excited that you come over. And now it's just like, oh, hey, Mike. Oh, it's William. You know, <laughs> this is all I care about. We where they didn't get you shit, but we got William fifteen presents. Right. Well, yeah. on one hand. Yes, yeah. because that that did happen in the the few interactions we got. But on the other hand, no, because we didn't see most yeah, of I the guess family. You didn't, you didn't so, go, yeah, yeah. So we'd have you know small like I mean, obviously, you know, I see my parents, and that it, that's been pretty clear for a long time that they don't care about me anymore. They got a grandchild to look after. Yes, exactly. so so that's that's that seems pretty much par for the course for. For us, and and then you know Nora's parents, they're they're happy to see William as well. They seem to be more like, oh, you're here too, you know. <laughs> but like, right, they acknowledge you a little bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we made a decision, at least in my family, that we weren't going to buy uh, siblings and significant others presents this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just my parents and then you know nephews, and then on Tiff's side, it's essentially the same thing, minus one Secret Santa gift. So as far as shopping and stuff goes, man, it was so much easier than in previous years. Well, that's good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I still have some some gift exchanges to, to pull off and, and and catch up with because of the, the sickness and not getting to see people. But there is one thing that it took me a while, but I tried really hard to get this done during the Christmas break. And that was uh, go see Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Yes. And and I got to say, <laughs> I don't know what that was. What? <laughs> just I I don't know. Go ahead, Mike. What? 
It was a segue. Yeah, it was. It was. You are correct. It, but you were just like, ah, oh, Star well, that's Wars. That's what I mean. Like, hey, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess we're talking about Star Wars. Did you have more that you wanted to talk no, about? No, I have family? nothing else to talk about Christmas. Okay. I, I am good. Let's talk about Star Wars. It's just all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. I have to talk about this <laughs> End now. End of an era, Mike. End well, it's, of it's, an era. It's not like we talked about this earlier that we were going to talk about this <laughs> you know <laughs> you were prepared yes, so I know, I so know. your sudden shock at the change of topic was a little surprising yeah. i will say but yes uh, I, I i managed to make it out to see star wars and i was shocked to see that this is the first time since the modern star wars movies were available that uh, i was not immediately spoiled by some dick on the internet the second the movie was available to be seen in theaters so I was very happy that I actually managed to keep it a surprise and and be surprised by the, the, the movie and not spoiled by everything. Yeah, it was a tremendous feat. Certainly, because when did it come out? The 19th? 20th. The, the 20th. Well, I guess okay. the 19th, yeah. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly as time dragged on, I started getting a little bit antsy, like, I'm going to open up Reddit and it's going to be the number one post and, you know, or I'm going to do something and they're going to say, oh, God, this is getting lambasted for this this plot point or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I, too, escaped unspoiled and it was it was magical. Yes. And and you ended up going to see it with Tiff. I ended up seeing it with Tiff. So I think we had talked about it on the show. Originally, I was going to go with my dad. Yes. Because he wanted to go and I was like, great, we'll go together because, you know, my mom never really showed a ton of interest in Star Wars, and Tiff enjoys it, but, you know, not quite as diehardish as I was. And then out of the blue, my dad's like, oh, I'm going to go with your mom this afternoon. I'll see you. <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> you know, I put off plans with you. I put off plans with everybody. And then they go and bail so that Tiff and I can go together and they'll watch Ben during that time. And it's like noble motive but i would have rather seen star wars right away yes than uh than delay it later but we ended up making a date night out of it so it worked out well that's nice yeah yeah i saw it i saw it on new year's eve Mm -hmm. earlier in the day which was nice it was pretty funny because my my parents i i knew that they were going to see it but i was under the impression that they were seeing it in the evening okay and it turned out that they were actually seeing it in the same theater as i was but within an hour, like I saw it at three o'clock and they saw it at four o'clock. So we were in the same movie theater, like in the room next to each other and watching <laughs> it. You know, it was it was really funny because I, I thought that they were going to see it at like eight o'clock at night or something like that. Yeah, sure. And like- so I, I saw it three in the afternoon. Well, they saw it at four. So they were literally in the same building as me at the same time, watching the same movie, but an hour behind me. And when did you find this out? Did you find this out like the same day or did you find out later on? I found this out like two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I was talking to my mom and because they came over on the weekend to to see William. And uh, they very nicely came over and and bought us some groceries because everybody was sick. And they're like, we can go get you some stuff if you like. And they bought us some bread and a couple other things. Right. Which is very nice of them. And we very much appreciated it. For people who don't know, if if you have family members who have kids and maybe everybody's sick or they just brought their baby home and you're thinking like, what can I do that's nice for my family? Uh, Buy them groceries. It will make their day. It definitely will. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But but we were discussing when they came over. I asked them, you know, you, what you guys ended up seeing it on New Year's. What did you think? And they were they were, we were talking about it. And then and then they mentioned when when they were there. And I'm like, 
wait, what time were you there? And they said, and I'm like, I was there. Like at first, at first it was actually, my mom screwed up the time and she said three o'clock, which was the time I saw it. So she thought that we had actually been in the same theater watching it at the same time and just, we didn't see each other, right, which was, yeah. which is entirely feasible because we went and saw it at the VIP theater. And because I know uh, that's the way the VIP theater works is I bought my tickets in advance and I bought my food in advance and because it's the landmark one where you can tell them like you can send them a message that's like make my food now I sent them a message as I arrived at the theater saying make my food so I walked in grabbed my food walked in sat down the movie started nice that is a like it was it was beautiful like I, I was there with maybe five minutes before the movie started when I is when I got there and got everything and sat down. So if, and my parents were apparently were there for half an hour before the movie started. So they would have been, if we had been in the same, same theater, they would have been sitting down way before I was, I, they wouldn't have seen me come in. I wouldn't have seen them come in that kind of thing. Right. So, but as it turned out, my dad made a comment about what theater number they were in. And I'm like, no, I was not in that theater. And, and then mom's like, well, we saw it at three. And I'm like, that's what I saw it at. And my dad's like, we saw it at four, hun. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, the, yeah. So, my mom had the time wrong. Right, right. But what did you think? What did you, how did you like the movie, Mike? Should we go into, like, yeah, there's only a let's, few. Let's put up that spoiler tag right now. Because this is all, we'll, we'll finish off the show with Star Wars. Yeah. Because there's only a little bit of time left. So, let's yeah. finish it off. So, we're going to full spoilers. I liked it. But I had some problems with it. Okay. All right. And my problems all started in the very beginning of the movie. Like maybe the first like 15 minutes of the movie was like, here's a bunch of problems. Let's not solve them. You know, <laughs> like. Okay. So right off the bat, I, I, I like the idea of the emperor coming back. But they don't explain how or why he comes back. He's yes. just. Okay. He's just there. And I don't know, because I know the way that Disney seems to work now is everything is like, oh, well, we own Marvel and Marvel makes Star Wars comics. And then we have Disney Plus and we have the Star Wars show on Disney Plus and, and everything all ties into everything else. Well, was, was there a comic or a Disney Plus or a book that I was supposed to watch that tells me what the fuck the upper is doing there? Because he's just there. <laughs> well, I see. I, so I've read a lot of the extended Star Wars universe stuff. And so I did know that the emperor was like reincarnated or whatever, but I also know that Disney is like, oh yeah, this is great. All this stuff exists. F you. Yeah, they <laughs> we're, threw. We're writing our own now. They threw all that stuff away. Like, yes, exactly. Whole, yeah, there's a whole trilogy of books. It's called Heir to the Empire, and it's even about like Luke possibly falling to the dark side. Like it, it takes place after the Return of the Jedi, not like 30 years later. So there, there's like a clone emperor or something running around in there. And it's just kind of like, I mean, they, they could have just said he's a clone and I would have accepted it. Yeah. It would have at least been an explanation because, I mean, not only do they explain, like, they don't explain where he came from, but in the, the first moments of the movie, they're like, hey, do you remember Snoke and how Snoke had no answers of who Snoke was? Snoke was a clone. It's in this throwaway image here. Right. Like, like yeah. it's this literally one shot in the movie that's like, the emperor's doing his voiceover like, I'm the guy who was in charge of everything that was going on in your life. And then there's like a basket full of dead Snokes, which was like, okay, Snokes a clone. You explained that very quickly, very quietly. 
but where does the emperor come from? Like, <laughs> nope, that's fair. That's totally fair. And and the other thing that that bugged me about the movie, and this is also right off the bat, right off the beginning of the movie, is the majority of the plot of the movie is we gotta find the the whatchamacallit doohickey MacGuffin that tells us where the Emperor is. And like Luke couldn't find the MacGuffin. That's where his that's what his journey was all about, and he failed in his journey. So we're recreating his journey and we're trying to follow in his footsteps. And maybe it's here and maybe it's not, and blah blah blah. And the entire movie's about the search for this damn thing. In the first 10 minutes of the movie, Kylo Ren just strolls into a room and takes one. Like, how did he find it? Because <laughs> he's a bad guy, Mike. Like, what? where's his f***ing <laughs> other movie about the journey to find the damn thing? I- yeah, see, I didn't... I don't hold that much against them because, you know, there's a lot of good movies where it's like, oh, this is a convenient thing. They just happen to find it underneath the carpet, you know, in this abandoned home sort of deal. You know, so I, I didn't mind that part at all. I, I think if I'm going to nitpick on the only, I want to say the only part, but the part of the movie that I didn't really like was also the first sort of 15, 20 minutes where there was a lot of Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia stuff. And it was clear, I, I don't know about you, but it felt to me like it was very clear that these were some sort of throwaway lines that they had pre-recorded or, you know, maybe they'd gotten a few scenes before she had passed away, unfortunately. And then they just sort of like shoved it in. Like, I don't know, but did, did it feel very unnatural to you? And Because she would, she would say something and then like Ray would say, that's a good point, Princess Leia. I also really appreciate how you told me in the past about how I'm so strong and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. And then Leia would respond with, that's right. Yeah. You know, like, like just something like that. <laughs> yeah. So th- that part, I was like, you know what? I I respect that they put her in uh, and they kind of kept the, the thing alive because clearly this third one was going to be very Princess Leia heavy, I guess, to start. But that part, it was like, this just feels a little uncomfortable to me. Yeah. So you said you managed to get unspoiled. There was a minor spoiler in the movie for me. All I knew was that that Han Solo showed up in the movie. I didn't know where. I didn't know when. I didn't know the context. I just knew that he appeared. And it was funny because because I knew that he appeared, I I predicted the exact moment he appeared. Oh, really? Because you're watching the movie. And Kylo Ren has this lightsaber fight with Rey, and she beats him and leaves him there. And then there's this shot of him standing and looking out over the water, just staring, and it's zooming in on him. And I'm like, oh, this is where Han Solo's going to show up. And that's where he shows up. <laughs> so I really liked that scene. Like yeah. How they, how they quote unquote killed Kylo Ren. I thought that was very well done. Yeah. I, I liked it. I do like all, like, there's some really salty people out there, and there's a lot of memes about, like, oh, you know, isn't it so wonderful that all these things that happened in this movie never happened ever before? Like... Oh, force healing, probably. Yeah, the force healing. Yeah, because she heals Kylo when when she stabs him. And it it would show, like, Obi-Wan sitting with Qui-Gon being like, what a neat power to have, you know, stuff (laughs) stuff like that. I got the impression that, it was like something that she learned because she found those those texts that she got from from Luke at the in the last movie. You know, like that's that's how I took it. Like that, that's also how I took it, right? Because in the very first movie, so Episode Four, 
there's literally only what three force wielding people ever like left yeah. you know and then luke becomes the fourth but i guess technically the third because obi-wan had died by that point in time you know so at this point it's like they're all passed down stories it's like well you can do this and uh, there's probably some other shit you can do i just don't remember anymore you know yeah at this point like the the training stuff has all been long gone so i agree i i took it from like she was reading all this old stuff and she's like oh that's kind of interesting and you know I have a I have a real big problem with Star Wars fans, and obviously, I think it's expanding to just fandom in general that they just can't be possibly pleased, right? I think we had talked about this before that Episode Seven, everybody bitched and moaned that it was too close to Episode Four, and in Episode Eight, everybody bitched and moaned because it was way too different, and it's got all this new stuff. And in Episode Nine, they bitched that the Force does things it's never done before, and it's like Force healing, especially was ripped straight from all the sort of the Star Wars books and stuff later on, you know, which they all love and they all reference all the time. But apparently it making its way into a movie is just completely unacceptable because it wasn't in other movies. Well, yeah. that's exactly it. It's like, what do you want? You want everything from the book to be in the movie and you constantly reference the books and then they put it in and then you bitch that they put it in because it wasn't in the original movies. It's like, I, I don't know. What do you want? Right. You know, nothing will make you happy. Yeah. It's all I can think of is like the like clip of, of guy and he's like, I've never been happy. You know, like the. Yeah. Just that's what it's like. That's what it's, that like. Is what it's like. Do you ever watch? Have you ever um, seen the YouTuber Gus Johnson? No. He just released a video. I think it was uh, last week, the the last week or so. And he just does usually like one to five minute videos. And this is a one minute one. And it's like life as a person who's never seen Star Wars. And he's just happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just feel so good. And, you know, I don't get, I go on Twitter and I have fun and I love my life and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I, I can't possibly agree more. I, I get it. I mean, everywhere, I feel like everything that I'm a fan of is just full of salty people who are displeased with the direction it's going. It doesn't matter what it is you're a fan of. You know, like, you, you can't even talk about Game of Thrones anymore without it being like, oh, God. So shitty, you know, like well, I, I know on the Game of Thrones thing, we've we had the whole episode dedicated to it, but they've thrown away the entire show because of one bad season. It's like, yeah. oh, that's a fucking terrible series. It's like, it was fine. You just didn't love the end. Like, come on. Endings are hard. Just ask Stephen King. Yeah, that's right. But then you can point to, you know, like one of three endings of every TV show ever made. And those three were great. You know, so why can't they all be like that? Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They're not all like that. But yeah. but overall, you enjoyed the movie. I did. I did. I I don't know where I would necessarily rank it in in terms of like the complete nine. Probably somewhere in the middle. I think. I think the the one part, like I I enjoyed the battle and everything like that. But when like the fifty thousand star destroyers just showed up on this planet that nobody seems to know about. I was just like, okay, you know, <laughs> what the hell is this? But but no, yes, generally speaking, I, I enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed the whole, well, I guess, new trilogy. The, 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 it's, I'm seeing it referred to as the Disney trilogy. The Disney trilogy. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really enjoyed the whole Disney trilogy. I certainly liked it a lot better than the prequels. That's for sure. And I mean, it's, it's hard to compare it to the originals because I saw the originals when I was like eight years old. You know, like there, there's a... a, a, a nostalgia factor there that's really playing in too okay well you know what watch all nine movies back to back 
and then you can critically look at that in one go. That's that's the only way. That's we we really way should get like a ranking of our our favorite Star Wars movies, and then also throw in Solo and Mandalorian and and uh, Rogue One, Rogue One, and then the new Obi Wan Kenobi one that's coming out. And- well, there you go. That's what we'll do. Well, yeah. When the Obi-Wan Kenobi show comes out, we can throw it in there. Because I still haven't seen, I still haven't seen The Mandalorian, even though I feel like I know everything that happens because people can't stop making gifts of Baby Yoda and everything that Baby Yoda does. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting show. It, it does not feel Star Wars-y to me, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I don't know. At some point, at some point, I'm going to get the, the Disney Plus password for my sister-in-law, and then we're just going to go onto her account, <laughs> and we're going to watch it. Because, yes, you know what? Right. She she uses she, her, she uses her parents' Netflix, and her parents use my Amazon Prime. So, it's only fair that we get to move something off of them. Yeah, that's smart. So, before we, before we sign off, what was your favorite part of the movie? Ooh, good question. I know it's tough, right? Lay it on you real thick at the end. Um... Oh, do you want me to hear? I'll go. I I really liked when they landed on Endor, like the whole Endor sequence. I think that was my favorite part. So I mean, I guess it's like a ten minute part, but uh, I I still really enjoyed it when they got back onto the Death Star and there was stuff that you remember from Episode Six. I I really enjoyed that part. I get it. I get it. I liked. Parts of the final battle, like like the battle that's happening around Ray and and uh, Ben, I guess at that point he's Ben, happening. It, it just was really well done and really well put together. Like mm-hmm. I, I could have done without the weird like, well, let's ride horses on the ship <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> but you know, everything else about that battle was really neat and really cool. So yeah, yeah. Just overall, like I, I just I liked the movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the three. Of the Disney trilogy, but yeah, what would you no, what I, would you say it. your favorite of the three is? It's hard to say because I feel like I need to watch Last Jedi again. Like I've only seen it once. Oh, okay, okay. And I remember really liking it at the time, but at the moment, I'm leaning more towards Force Awakens as my favorite of the three, just because I, I I remember way more about it. I think, and I think it would like. It would be fairer to to rank them based on having a little more time with them. Like like this one's really fresh in my mind. The other one I watched it once two years ago, and the other one I've seen a couple times since. Right, so it's okay. kind of you know I saw I saw Force Awakens twice in theaters. I saw it when I got it on on Blu-ray. You know I, I so it's kind of like that one I know a lot. This one I I re- remember because I just saw it, and the other one was like shit. All I can remember is all of the things that people say that they hated about it because that's all the conversation has been yes. is how much people hated it. But I remember this that really cool battle in the throne room. That was cool. Like that was <laughs> it was cool. It was yeah. cool. Yeah, I watched the Disney trilogy. Well, I guess at the time it was just the two, but leading up to watching the other one. Yeah, I wanted to do that. I just didn't have time. Yeah, I, I'm gonna think. It's it's a tough call. I mean, I honestly want to lean towards The Last Jedi as my favorite of the three, which is probably controversial because everybody hated it. But mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. The only thing is I didn't love the casino side of the that movie. So if they could cut that out, then it's, yeah, it's definitively that's my favorite one. But because that's in there, you know, I lean a little bit towards episode seven, but... I mean, can't be pleased. I hated Empire Strike Back for years until I 
you know, grew up and watched it again. So it's funny how that happens. Like perfect example is right now, Laura and I are watching and I shouldn't say like hate, but Laura and I are watching. We're rewatching Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Because that new Picard show is coming and we're like, man, Star Trek The Next Generation is great. Let's watch Star Trek The Next Generation. And I'm finding I, I remember liking Star Trek The Next Generation as a kid. I, I had, you know, toys or the Enterprise and stuff. And, and I had action figures from the show. And I had books that were like the Enterprise schematics and and like stuff like that. But I feel like I appreciate the show way more now. As an adult watching it. Is that because there was maybe like more themes that you didn't understand when you were younger? Definitely. Like there's definitely stuff like, and and it's not even just themes. It's like interactions. Cause like I'm watching old episodes and I remember like watching episodes and being like, I remember this one and I thought it was boring because, you know, they're not battling Klingons or whatever. Right. But, But now I'm watching it and I'm like, these guys are like, there's some serious sass being thrown around because people are just like, like, it's so funny. Like I didn't, I didn't realize this at the time, but everyone on next generation is so sassy. Like everyone's <laughs> throwing like shade at each other. Like Captain Picard more than anybody throws like, like sarcastic comments at people constantly. Yeah. Just stuff that went over my head when I was a kid. But now I'm just like laughing at, at Picard, like giving people side eye constantly because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and you understand it. I mean, that's the same with me and, and Empire Strikes Back. It's like when I was younger, I watched the Hoth battle and I would be happy turning the movie off after that. Because all I cared about was the spaceships and the AT-ATs and that kind of stuff. And then I watched it as an adult and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of like levels. And it's like a political thriller to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I I should almost give the prequels another chance. Yeah. I kind of want to. I've kind of been on the the, the, kick of of rewatching everything. Like the whole series. And and of course, part of it has to do with the fact that I talked to Laura. Like we bought... The, the original trilogy on Blu-ray a few years ago. And I said to Laura, hey, like, do, would you want to rewatch this? Because Laura's always been way more of a Star Trek person than a Star Wars person. Sure. And she's like, well, I mean, I'll watch these ones, but I'm not watching the prequels again. And like, she likes the newer ones, but she's not super excited to watch them again, that kind of thing. Right. So we, we've been meaning to rewatch them. We just haven't because Laura's never in the mood to watch a Star Wars movie kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to rewatch all of them kind of a thing and, and just get into it. I will say this because this is something when we were talking about the Disney trilogy and, and which one's our favorite. Not including the trilogy, only including Disney Star Wars movies. I can, without a doubt, tell you my favorite is Rogue One. Oh, of the five. Okay. Of the five. I really like Rogue One. It I thought was, it was fantastic. It was a very good movie. Yeah. And I would say that it's actually just from interactions talking with Laura. I would say Rogue One is probably her favorite Star Wars movie out of all of them. I mean, she didn't she didn't see the last one, but I'd say just based off how she talked about it, that Rogue One's her favorite. It definitely would rank very high up there for me. I don't know if I would mark it as my favorite, but it would definitely be in like the top third for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. or I guess top top three of eleven. <laughs> I guess yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've gone. Pretty long on this episode, I'll say. We gave you a little bit extra because, you know, we missed you guys in, in the, the ensuing time that we took off. So you get a, a little bonus of Star Wars time there. 
Are you are you going to make sure that the thumbnail for this uh, episode is Baby Yoda? Sure, I can make it Baby Yoda. <laughs> I, I you might have a hard time finding an image on the internet. All right, a, yeah. a picture of Baby Yoda. I don't know where I'm going to find one. Yeah, that's right. Or at least find one where he's not like smoking a blunt because there's so many of those now too. <laughs> Like, did you see there's like a CBC article that's like, we don't deserve Baby Yoda because people have only done terrible things with Baby Yoda. Oh, I haven't read that. With all the memes and stuff. Yeah. That's so funny. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips, or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. If you want to tell us your opinion on why you think the new Star Wars movie is shit, hold on to those. Keep them to yourself. The world doesn't need any more negativity. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. I like that, Mike. That was good. You know what, though? People are going to come back and be like, oh, so suddenly I can't have an opinion because it's negative? That's correct. You can't. <laughs> this There's is not no a free way to speech win. podcast.